Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! <laughs> Hello. I love you, it is time for my show. Doom Doom, hello. I love you, so don't act like a hoe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Scream Queens, where horror gets bent. Tonight, I'm going to be taking a look at the Fangoria Fright Fest winner, Dark House. Is it worth paying your admission? And then, it's time for another installment of Crap Shoot, and we're going to find out if Dead Tone is worth answering the phone for. And it's all going to get right started after this. Oh, uh, uh. In the darkness of a hot summer night in 1873, in the crowded tenements of Manhattan, Nicholas Ryan and his sister Mary were brutally murdered. The savage and bizarre nature of the crime was shocking, even for the notorious Five Points District. The entire city held its breath in fear. The murderer was never found. Living Theatre presents the Lower East Side Murder Mystery, The Ryan Case, based on an actual historical unsolved murder, in which you take the role of detective, searching the bustling streets of modern-day Manhattan, scour dark alleys and seedy lairs to hunt down a host of dubious suspects, search for clues, Unearth the truth! Bring justice to the slain! Come live out the Lower East Side murder mystery every Saturday night at 6pm all summer long! For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheatre.com or call 212-780-4787. History couldn't catch this fiendish killer, can you? So before we get started, I just wanted to tell you a little tale that I'm going to get in trouble for telling you. Mr. Brad had a dentist appointment this morning, and he's very hard to wake up in the morning. And he says, oh, I'm just going to sleep for another half an hour, and if I don't wake up, beat me up. Well, half an hour came, half an hour went, he's not getting up, he's being all whiny. And I told him I'm going to beat him up, and he said, bring it on. So I went into the bathroom, and I got the kitty litter scoop a stick, you know, which is, you know, covered in poop. And I chased him around the room with it. And he's horrified. He's like, I can't believe you chased me around with the poop stick. And I'm like, well, you know what? Don't fuck with me, fellas. And it's not my first time at the rodeo. He's going to be really mad that I told you all this. But, you know, I'm here to help you. And if my experience can help you in your life, all the better. And if I murdered, now you all know what happened. Okay, let's get down to the movie, shall we? Uh, we're here to talk about Dark House, which was part of the Fangoria Fright Fest competition thingy that they had over the summer that completely passed me by. They put out a whole bunch of movie trailers, and people were supposed to vote on the ones that they liked the best, and the one that won was going to get a theatrical release. It says it was supposed to happen in July. If it happened, I missed it. And I don't miss anything, except the contest in general. Shut up! I'm confusing myself. Anyway, Dark House is the winner of the competition. Uh, let's just take a listen to the trailer. Yeah. I'm standing out in front of the DeRode Foster Care Home. 
where yesterday seven children were brutally murdered by 50-year-old Janet Cooper DeRoe. No motive has been found for the killing. My name is Walston Ray. I am turning the DeRoe foster home into a haunted house for the ages. Dark house. You're not gonna scare me with some rubber axe. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> you just got blown. Proud. You're in a horror show. Know your lines well. Be gone, foul rake! And above all, leave them screaming! <laughs> System to kill us. <laughs> we gotta get out of this fucking crazy place. <laughs> So Dark House is the story of this group of actors, uh, college actors, who get a job working at a haunted house attraction run by Jeffrey Combs. So yay for him. We love him. And it turns out that the hauntings at the house are all too real. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, congratulations, America. Yay. You voted to give a fucking sci-fi channel movie a theatrical release. It. Uh, okay, the movie itself, it's not, it's not an awful sci-fi movie, but it's a sci-fi level movie, sci-fi channel level movie, you know what I'm saying. Right off the bat, okay, you see, people have been, I've been talking to people about this show that we're doing here, this show right here that I'm talking about right now, the Scream Queen show. People say, Patrick, where's that anger of yours? Where's that fiery temper of yours? You seem to be awfully kind in your reviews, and I say, no, I'm fair in my reviews. I'm pretty lenient with a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll forgive you low budget. I'll forgive spotty acting if something at the core is worthwhile or even if there's a moment that's great. I will acknowledge that. It's when you start insulting my intelligence that I really start to hate your film and I start to get angry. This movie insulted my intelligence. Off the top, we're following. It's in a flashback kind of sequence. It's three little girls who are going to the big creepy house and actually one of the girls has my favorite line of the movie. The first line of the film is, this is where the weird kids live. And I said, oh great, I'm on board. It turns out this is a foster house. I don't know why they're so scared of it, but they are. Nothing's happened there. One of the girls is all like, okay, I'm going in. So she goes in and immediately finds dead kids everywhere. Does she run screaming out of the house? No. She's just very blase, continues to walk through the house. La, 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 la. And in the kitchen, she finds this woman who's grinding her hands up in the garbage disposal just standing there calmly grinding up her hands do 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 like you do on a monday does this make the girl run out of the house no 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 at no point does this girl run out of the house and do anything that a normal person would do and eventually whoosh it's 14 years later and the girl is in college and in this troop that gets this job to go work at the haunted house which surprise is the same house where the massacre happened dun, dun, dun. 
You know, her college kids are exactly who you think they are. They're the cookie cutters that you always get. Um, there's the smartass, there's the token black guy, there's the racist, there is the hoe, and there's the goth chick. And I had to say something about the hoe. I don't know why they cast this chick. Who was she fucking is my question. Because not only did she have this moose jaw, like she could have, she could, she could crush beer cans with her jaw, but she had upside down face, which is a huge pet, pet peeve of mine. Huge pet peeve of mine. Upside down faces, you know, and they have that mouth that kind of looks like they're frowning all the time, even when they're smiling. So it looks like the bottom of their face is on upside down. I hate that. So upside down face and moose jaw. And she's like, I'm so sexy. Everybody wants me. I'm like, ah, I want you pushed on the wheels of a truck. But that's just me. So into this acting class waltzes Jeffrey Combs. And I got kind of excited, A, because he's there and he's just himself and he's deliciously over the top. And he introduces himself as Walston Ray. And I said, like Ray Walston, the actor? And I realized this character that he's playing is kind of like, is almost exactly like the character that Ray Walston played in the movie Popcorn. And I said, okay, movie tie-in. Maybe it's going to be that kind of a movie with all kinds of clever in-jokes. No, I don't even know if that was intentional or whatever. I don't care. But anyway, they wind up at the house and it's all super high tech, like impossible tech. Tech that doesn't exist and really can never possibly exist, especially not in an attraction like this. All the ghosts are holographic, and there's hundreds of variations, and the whole house is rigged with these holographic scares. Dumb. But then, ooh, all of a sudden, the ghost of the woman with her hands down in the, in the, in the, in the garbage disposal infects the computer hard drive somehow. And you know this because you get big matrixy looking like little rain of, of digital letters coming down and a big sign going virus detected and all of a sudden the computer's telling you everything that's happened it's like uh evil spirit inside you know it's like how about a blue screen of death that's what you would get come on come on come on come on intelligence insulting anyway all of a sudden the holographs are real and can really kill you and everybody stops behaving like a normal person. And whatever it was building up towards, you know, at this, up until this point, I was swallowing a lot, and then it just became crap. And normally I don't swallow. I am a spitter, just so you know. That's not the point right now. Granted, all these scares are computer-generated, and so should kind of look CGI, but you know what? When it comes down to when they're actually killing people, it still looks like CGI, and it just was dumb to dumb, 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 dumb. I hate movies like this that just think you're stupid. It's one of these movies where people could be in the next room screaming and nobody hears it, but then they hear somebody on the other side of the house screaming. It just doesn't make any sense. Then comes the end of this film. Then comes the end of this film, and Kathy Bates in Misery would have said, this is a whole bunch of cock a duty Because all of a sudden, it changes stuff that you saw previously. The whole intro scene, like, oh, that didn't really happen. This is what really happened. And then you go, oh, by the way, the whole movie, this is what actually happened. And it's just stupid. Yeah, okay, the whole thing was a hallucination of a crazy mind. Or was it? Who cares? I don't. Nothing in this movie makes sense. And by the way, there's not even any titties in this. Well, actually, there are, but they're severed titties, like fake holographic severed titties. It just doesn't make any sense. But you know what? You don't want to see them. Trust me, you don't want to see them. You don't want to see this movie? Just leave it on the shelf. Go get something else from the Fright Fest. I've seen a couple of other things that were quite good, which I'll review later. But this one, avoid like the motherfucking plague. I have spoken. Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Cause I've ordered a shipment of the relevant equipment. I've got lubricant and bombers and some grass. Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Cause I've ordered a shipment of the relevant equipment. I've got lubricant and bombers and some grass. Do you take it in the ass?
It's time for the crap shoot! <laughs> Paul? 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 This week for the crap shoot, we have a little ditty called Dead Tone from 2007. This movie was also known as 75 when they tried to release it in 2004 and nobody would touch it. 75, they did that really cool thing where they substitute letters for numbers. So the S is, and the, there's a 7, there's a 5, and the 75. And oh, fuck it. Let's just listen to the goddamn trailer. What are you doing? I'm watching you. We'd sure hate to see you guys have any problems. We'll be fine up here. I'm coming to kill you. Did you hear something? It's him. Hurry up. 75. Here are the rules. You have 75 seconds. Completely trick the person on the other end of the line into believing what you're pitching is absolutely real. If they hang up, you lose. First, always dial star 67 before making a call. Where the hell are you? If you don't, it will allow the weirdos on the other end of the line to call your dumb ass back. Now, who wants to go first? Holy crap, where do I even start with this movie? Okay, so it goes by two titles. Yeah, they tried to push this on the world in 2004. Nobody wanted it. So time goes by, and since it's got an urban flavor to it, uh, it was picked up by Flavor Flav's Night Tales Company, which apparently they got some DVDs coming out soon, and this was their first full-length movie that they didn't actually produce. Yeah, so they're really pushing on the box cover, like, Flavor Flav presents Night Tales, and he's going to be this new horror host. Okay, Flavor Flav's involvement with this project took all of literally 10 seconds at the beginning of the film, where he appears in this ridiculous green screen, like, castle hallway, and he's wearing a cape and a stupid hat, and he goes, Ah, ha, ha, I'm the timekeeper, ah, ha, ha, and disappears. That's it! He doesn't introduce the movie at all. So <laughs> if you bought, if you were renting this to see Flavor Flav, you got fucked. So <laughs> now let's get into the movie. Get ready to get fucked again. Okay. The story opens with this group of kids, young kids, and they're having a slumber party while their parents or all their parents are downstairs having a grown-up party. In my mind, they were swinging. But you know what? It does <laughs> that would make the movie too interesting. Anyway, the kids are upstairs, they're supposed to be asleep, and instead they're making crank phone calls. And eventually, somebody crank calls the wrong person. And somehow, within two minutes, this crazy person shows up at the house and axe murders everybody downstairs. Um, he gets away, or something, and the kids are survived, but they're 
horribly scarred because they witnessed all the parents get murdered right in front of them. Flash forward, I don't know, 10 years or 12 years, depending on which person you're talking to, because, you know, the titles say one thing and the cops say something else, but whatever, whatever. Now, it's not immediately clear. I thought you would think that now all these kids are at college and now we're following them because we're introduced to this group of kids of roughly that age. It's not until about halfway through the, through the film where you realize, oh, okay, these are different kids, except for one of them. Here's the kicker. He's still playing the fucking game. As a matter of fact, he's revised the fucking game. Which leads to the other title, which was 75. See, in his game, you make a crank phone call. You do that thingy so that they can't trace the call. You have 75 seconds to pull whatever crank you're going to do. Got to keep the person on the line for 75 seconds. Because that's the amount of time that it takes for them to get a trace on you. And if you do it, you win. And he does it to gamble. But I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. The last time you played this game, you orphaned everybody that you knew, including yourself. But okay. Whatever, we're still playing the game. So all these rich assholes, they go up to a big mansion in the middle of nowhere and they start playing the game. They crank call the wrong person and he shows up and axe murders everybody. You, you gotta get you, get, you see where, no surprises here at all. Um, this is another fucking movie that assumes that I'm stupid. Now I mentioned before that, you know, it's a, it, they, 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 they fucked up the timeline. Is it 10 years or 12 years? Whatever, they didn't clearly care. Okay, at the first thing you meet in the flashback is this grungy guy who's whacking it to some, you know, internet porn. By the way, that's the only boobies you're going to see in the film, and they're blurry. And you get to see him whack off for like five minutes. I mean, this is the kind of movie it's going to be before he finally gets axe murdered. Then, when they do a news report on it, they're like, this guy was axe murdered, and they show a photo of him, and the photo isn't even like a headshot or like a normal photo. It's a still from the scene we just saw of him whacking off. I'm like, how did the news get that photograph? Oh, that's right, you think I'm stupid. And just other bullshit, too. Like, the kids are standing on the street having a conversation, and the same jogger passes them five fucking times in about three seconds from different angles. Because you think I'm stupid. What's infuriating about this film is that it looks great. The production is great looking. The camera work is solid. There are scenes that have some suspense. When the killer first comes to the house and is, you know, chopping his way through these asshole, the secondary partiers, it builds up some suspense. So clearly they kind of knew what they were doing, but they just didn't bother to follow through on it. First of all, this goes into my other horror movie cliche that I can't stand. All of these kids are so fucking obnoxious that I don't want to be around them. They're not even nice to each other. They don't want to be around each other. If you don't like each other, why should I give a shit about you? I don't. Just die already. God. And again, another cliche, hi, cat, that um, they keep doing. As I said in the scene where the guy first shows up and he's axe-murdering everybody downstairs, he's breaking through doors and there's dozens of people screaming and there's crashing and breaking and booming and banging and nobody hears a thing. Nobody hears a thing upstairs. There's not even loud music playing. But then later on, like five seconds later, somebody hears a mouse fart outside and everybody's like, oh my God, what was that? Fuck you. Fuck you. And the special effects are hit and miss too. Like I said, there's a scenes that are great and then there's a scene where a guy getting a, a Hummer in a hot tub, he gets his head cut off while his girlfriend is, you know, doing underwater investigations. And she comes up, she's like, ah, his head's gone. His head's gone, his neck's not bleeding and it's literally just a pink stump. Really? And I mean, it's a nice tight close-up. So it's in a long lingering close-up like, hey, look at this shitty special effect. Yeah, yeah, we don't give a crap about you, audience. And the acting is good, but they're given nothing to do. And the whole thing is just a fucking insult from start to finish. Oh, and I forget, there's one token gay character who is the most offensive, embarrassing portrayal of a homosexual I have seen in I don't know how long. 
just swishing and swooshing and swashing and swishing. And some other reviewer on another site said that since this is an urban film, it seemed that they took the gay character and made him what they think the black character normally is in horror movies. And I, I don't know if I agree with that. All I know was what I saw was repulsive. Repulsive. You know, there's one redeeming character in it. This guy named Crazy Carl, who starts off as an asshole. He comes off with fart jokes and burping and puking and just like the fat jerk dork of the party who somehow hooks up with the hottest chick there. But as the movie progresses, he actually gets some hero traits and you're really rooting for him until he falls for the oldest movie stupid death ever where he gets in the car and the killer's in the back seat where he can't possibly be because he was just somewhere else 30 seconds ago. That crap. I just... And, when it finally gets down to the killing of the major characters, almost all of them are off screen. And I don't even mean off camera, like not in the scene that happened. Like, oh, look, that person's dead. When did that happen? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, by the way, the solution doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, it does, but it's stupid. The only saving grace of the film is Rutger Hauer, who's in this for about 10 minutes. He plays a detective investigating everything. Um, because the actual kids from the actual original call have been getting knocked off at the same time that this is going on at the house which also makes no sense but gah you know he's he knows what movie he's in but god bless him he's not phoning it in he's actually doing you know some he's trying to do his best with what he has so god bless you rutger hauer you couldn't save this piece of shit or i'm sorry or should i say this piece of crap that is my verdict my verdict is final fuck you fuck you sideways the calls are coming from inside your ass. Nuisance calls. A gracious good afternoon. This is Miss Tomlin. Yes, ma'am. You say a man has been making constant, obscene phone calls to you. What is his name and address, please? <laughs> oh, you don't. Well, well, just exactly what does he say when he calls? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Yes, uh-huh. Wait, wait what, what's that last part again? Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> wait a minute, he, he said he was going to do what to you? <laughs> wait, wait, is that F as in Frank? <laughs> right. Well, I don't blame you getting upset. I mean, making all those promises and then not even giving his name. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Cheers, Patrick and Brad and the behind-the-scenes. This is Metal Mikey, by the way. My you know, the ever-so-idiotic host of Action Attraction. And I'm leaving my thoughts on Scream Queens Episode 3 and 4 today, which I listened to, and of course, you know, uh, I'm two episodes behind already. Welcome to the grand world of Metal Mikey Interactions, where I'm always fucking behind on shows. But anyways, I have to say, first and foremost, your show is awesome. I'm loving it still. Yay, and I enjoyed your Friday the 13th extravaganza festival i can't roll my arms properly so i'm not even going to try and figure out what it was i did really like your story of your initial screening of the original friday the 13th and it really must have been quite an event to see that first friday the 13th because this as you mentioned this is before jason Voorhees sort of became a figurehead for the series so you just really didn't know what you were going into and Wow, the way you were talking about celebrating with a sequin jockstrap, well, you know what? I couldn't help but think that once that gets bunched up, you know, it could be an ugly and painful scene. 
for all parts <laughs> involved, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. And I do. as I for do. your coverage on Piranha 3D, you know what? Uh, I, I figured out a new equation from this review that you presented. Patrick plus a few drinks in them equals adorable fun. I'm sorry, Patrick. I can't help it. You're just like, oh, he's so cute, mildly blitzed. What can I say? And you know what? With his plentitude of boobs, I mean, what? I have no problems with plentitudes of boobs. The only thing that's kind of kept me from seeing it myself is the fact that I, I don't know, maybe this is too much of a snobbish kind of perspective, but I've written off 3D movies. I just, I can't justify spending the money. I really can't, and I also can't justify putting more glasses over my glassed face already. So, I don't know. It's just me. Maybe I'll just wait till a home viewing, since you already kind of said the 3D was not really particularly all that awesome on it. But I'm all for gore and boobs. But then again, what horror fanatic isn't really? So, anyways, Patrick, and yeah, again, Brad wasn't really figured predominantly in there, but I just want to say hi to Brad as well, and the evil cat, wherever it is. Y'all take it easy. I look forward to hearing more Scream Queens, and I will talk to you later. All right, take it easy. Bye. Yeah, Mikey, thank you for calling in. Yeah, I'm glad you think it's cute when I'm drunk on the air. You know what you are? You're an enabler. That's what you are. And I like it. Thank you for giving me free reign to do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, what else did we talk about? Yeah, Friday the 13th, not knowing what we're in for was something. And plus, you know, slasher films were not even a blip on the radar for the most part. So all the cliches, none of that stuff, we didn't know what was going on. And it fucked us up for life. And here is the living proof right now in your ears. All up in your ear holes. As for 3D, I'm, I'm still enjoying the 3D thing. And, but I totally get you with the price. Because here in the city, I, when I went to see Piranha, it was 21 bucks. For the whole deal. And it's not for including popcorn, and it wasn't including shit. So I get that. Um, if I'm going, I'm usually going to the um, bargain matinee, or I get free sag screenings because I'm an actor and everything. Not gloat, 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 gloat. But I understand your thing about it. I got your thing. That sounds weird. Let's move on. Thank you for calling in. Awkward. Hey, Patrick. This is the Zombark calling hey, in. Um I just listened to the last episode of Screen Queens, and I, I, I owe you an apology from the, from the bottom of my heart. It, it is mm-hmm. true. I wasn't uh, raised around a lot of uh, red-headed kids, and sometimes I do have trouble telling them apart. It's not, it's not my fault. I need to get more friends like that. Um, just, just so I, I'm a victim of how I was raised and where I uh-huh. am, and yeah. I was going to call and congratulate you on uh, the Child's Play movies, um, <laughs> but I, that probably wasn't you either. So, um, fuck you. <laughs> I, I won't, that I won't one do was. That, that was um, me. But I will congratulate you on the directing of that Grinch movie. That was awesome. Watch it every year. Anyway, I wanted to uh, get your opinion on something. Tony Chachi say Tonight hi. I am going to go see the uh, Exorcist. Is being re-released in theaters. Um, I, I believe this is a national event, as I yeah, don't believe it's yeah. a local theater that's putting this on. And I wanted to see uh, if you were going to attend. Uh, the last time I saw The Exorcist in theaters was when it was released as the version you've never seen. And I remember having a great time then. Um, since that time, I've done some uh, reading, and a theory came up. I'm blanking on the guy's name now. 
but there was a uh, kind of a under a uh, a topic in there that I hadn't thought of before concerning Reagan and the the director Ronald? of the movie, oh, oh, and it's basically someone had decided that Reagan had been sexually abused by the director, and they go through this by explaining that when Reagan comes up to the party and she says, you're going to die up there. Okay. She's talking about the director and how the director dies. And then later when the director, you find the director dead upstairs, you're white, like, why, why is he even in Reagan's room and things like that. And there's also the use of the word cunting, which he uses earlier in the movie. And then she uses later on. And it was a thing that was put out there. And I had gone through and watched the movie from that perspective, wondering if this was, you know, um, a form of abuse and maybe the abuse had led Reagan towards her demon path or something. Um, I don't know. I was just ask. I just was curious whether or not you have heard of this and whether you had a thought on it. And um, I guess that's it. That's kind of what's on my horror mind for today. So, again, I apologize to you. Um, I was just kidding about the ginger thing and all that. Um, but yeah, still loving the show and great review of the Toxic Avenger. I will absolutely see it when it comes around. Yes. It is hilarious. It is funny. Um, there is lots of blood and gore for all the guys out there to act tough and go see it. So yes, absolutely. I will talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Listen, don't even bother backpedaling. Okay. You made your statement. Stick by it. All of us gingers look alike. Oh, boo-hoo, you didn't have enough gingers growing up. You know what? You didn't have enough swishy gingers in your life. And I just feel sorry for you. <sighs> anyway, The Exorcist. Um, Yeah, I heard it was coming. I, I wasn't too excited about it. I just Right now, we are financially strapped. So, you know, to shell out $15 to go to a movie that I've already seen is kind of steep for me. Um, plus, there's a, there's a thing they do here in the city called... Um, Chelsea Classics. It's hosted by drag queen. She, um, the fabulous head of lettuce, and she always runs these, um, you know, cult movies or just classic movies every Thursday, um, all different genres, and either she'll have a commentary or you're just seeing a movie with a gay audience, and there's something about that that you just can't beat because they laugh at all the campy stuff, but they love the great parts. So you usually get an appreciation for a film that you didn't normally have before. So. I'm sorry if I'm not seeing it with a gay audience, then I'm just not going to go see it. As for your theory, I don't know, personally. Per- personally? Personally. Uh, it's been a while since I saw the film. I don't own it, shockingly, so I can't really go back and review it. And I read the book so fucking long ago, it might cover it in there. Um, but it's possible. It's possible. Personally, I kind of remember him being kind of flamey, but I just might be thrown off by them sitting around the piano singing, singing show tunes. Yeah. Oh, and the interesting thing there... The priest that was playing the piano and who I believe discovers Father Damien at the end taught at my high school. He's an actual priest and he is a show queen priest kind of guy. So I'm one degree of separation from the exorcist. Smell me. Okay, thanks for calling in, Zombard. Always love it and um, enjoy the movie. Let me know how it is with people and stuff. Okay, moving on. Whoa, me and the transitions today. Christ in heaven. Hey, Patrick. This is Bayou Hunter. I wanted to call and say uh, great show so far. I'm on episode four. Quite enjoying it. Uh, keep up the good work. Bye. Excellent. Thank you. Hello? 
How do I stop this? <laughs> There's no stopping this! <laughs> Ever! This car is out of control. Anyway, thank you for calling in, Bounty Hunter. I'm glad you're loving it. Stick with it. It only gets funner. Your call literally came in during Zombart's call, so you just squeezed it in this week. That sounded dirty, and I'm leaving it that way. And I just realized I said Bounty Hunter when the call was from Bayou Hunter. Mia culpa, mia culpa, mia maxima culpa. Wow, I'm all fucked up tonight. And you know what? I think that means that it's about time to wrap this mother up. So, um, if you want to reach the show, if you have any ideas, give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or fire off an email at crew at screamqueens.com. That's queens with a what? That's right, with a Z! You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens. And, um... Just continue to be awesome. You know what? I'm not even going to pretend to know what I'm doing this week because I think flying by the seat of my pants has been going so far pretty well. I know I promised possibly a special guest this week and it didn't work out. Yeah, so I suck. Again, man, Maxima Culpa. But I do have scheduled an exciting guest co-host within the next few weeks. It will be a surprise. It's Ethel Merman. Ooh, that would be scary. But it's not because she's dead. Good. So... Before I sign off, I just wanted to say, since this is the 10th anniversary of September 11th this weekend, you know, here in New York, it's affected us deeply to this day. And, it, it, you know, those of us who are here, our lives have never been the same. And it's something we've grown accustomed to. But this weekend, it's become apparent how much it's lingering around. For instance, it hit very close to home here, far too close to home than I care to suggest. You know, so some people that I know are, are still suffering greatly as a result of it, you know, with all kinds of problems, health problems and, 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 you know, psychological problems and night terrors and, and it just happened in a heartbeat. You know, this weekend, I would like all of you out there just to go give a hug to someone that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily give a hug to, just to appreciate that they're there and you're both okay. And if you have someone that you normally hug, hug them twice as hard. So until next time, continue to rock the world and be awesome and everything cool like that. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, you know who I shit myself in public just to embarrass your mother. Bye! Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches!